morning, everyone. Well, it's morning for me anyway. Welcome to Not Another Teen Wolf podcast, episode 36. Um, this episode is our first uh, of the hiatus after our big live stream two weeks ago for the season finale. And the first big event that's happened during the hiatus is the Wolfsbane uh, specific mini convention, like three-day hotel convention in the UK, which is the first Teen Wolf Con. I just think, is it the first Teen Wolf Con in the world? Because I feel like we had a weird tiny one in Australia. We have like really bad one-day ones, but I think I'm mixing it up with something else. I'm anyway, not sure because I met I met two Australians that were there and they never mentioned. Okay, like, I might be mixing it up with something else, some other fandom that had a like I swear like two years ago they did something anyway it's irrelevant it's the first big deal (laughs) it's it's the first big deal um sort of specific con done by you you know it's not levels of you know comic con or even leaky con but it's uh a, a fandom specific con which a very popular thing to do in the UK they do they do them for Supernatural Doctor Who you know Torchwood um various other sci-fi shows and they always manage to get in a really good range of guests for for an unofficial con and our good friend and contributor Donya was you know is based in the UK and was able to make it to the con uh, where she spent the weekend having fun and hugs and no sleep or something and, and also had amazing <laughs> no sleep is pretty much the theme <laughs> of my weekend <laughs> so basically we're just here today to talk to her about what happened at the con about any interesting news or insights to the actors that were there what her experiences were whether she met anyone that knew the podcast or you know a- anything like that because she did a lot uh to do with the podcast over the weekend and she's got some announcements in regards to that so that's fun uh so as usual twitter tumblr email um I'm like, do I have to read it out? Yes. Um, just in case it's anyone's first episode. Sorry. Um, our Twitter is NATW Podcast. Our email is NATW Podcast at gmail.com. And our Tumblr is not another teen wolf podcast.tumblr.com. And you can follow us or message us anywhere there. Yeah, the, t- the Tumblr is, is very active during the day um, with news and, and artworks and stuff. And the Twitter is sort of more of a, a personal, obviously, one-on-one communication, as Twitter tends to be. But getting straight into it, obviously me and Karen are here to um, sort of grill Donya about what happened this weekend. So, hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Do you want to hear about my dream before we get into this? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I'm very curious. I'm, you always I have was, the best dreams. I was about 10 minutes late for the podcast this morning because I was I, I woke up really oddly and I was very confused because I had basically I had a dream and in the dream I knew that we were doing the podcast but I was I woke up and I was like oh my god I have to re-watch the episode because I, I know something happened in the middle of the episode and I, I had basically what I dreamed about is watching an episode of Team Wolf that doesn't exist because I'll tell you in a minute what happens in it. <laughs> And that we were doing a podcast on that episode this morning and, and, and that I had to rewatch the episode, but I didn't have time that I missed a big chunk of it in the middle. And, and then when I woke up, I'm oh no, 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 we're doing an episode about Wolfsbane. I don't need to watch anything. It's fine. I was very, I was very confused. But what happened in the episode was 
number one, there was someone, I don't know who, had been, like, blown up giant-sized. I mean, like, not, not like, twin wolf giant. I mean, like, a giant, like, like probably 30 feet high. Not even Hagrid giant, massive, because their clothes were, like, I didn't see who it was, but, like, they, there was an event where, like, they must have started getting naked in the sky or something because they were just, there was just random like jackets and underwear of like giant like bed sheet sized flying down. But the cliffhanger at the end of the episode where like oh my god this is happening it was all a very big dramatic um, thing focused around Lydia. I don't know why um, there were people like men in black type people or initiative type people who had weird things on the side of their heads like um, slightly like. Not like a technology, like a weird, like sort of alien, like half flesh thing on the side of the head. But anyway, they they started doing something, and Lydia sort of started like screaming, and then her like eyes started op- glowing, and her face started opening, and her throat started o- opening, not in a gory way, like in like a robot way. And it turns out Lydia was a robot and has been a robot the whole time. And the weirdest thing about this is, for some reason, I was like. I remember going to you guys like online or, or whatever. I, I remember remember being like, I told you guys, I told you she was a robot. Like it has been like something that was up for speculation. And so it was very odd. But the image of her like opening into this robot and like, it was like perfect. It was shot exactly like a Teen Wolf, like dramatic, like reveal is shot. And it was just so weird, but yeah. What what do you guys think of Robot Lydia? Oh How do you think that would suit the show? <laughs> well, it would be a twist. It sounds very Buffy-esque. It was so weird. I don't even know. Um, there are actual tears in my eyes right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, that's wasted a good five minutes. Um, let's move on swiftly, unless anyone has anything else to discuss about how to prevent these dreams or otherwise how to pitch this idea to <laughs> Jeff Davis. Um, um, anyway, so Wolf Spain um, was this weekend and it was in a hotel, a convention, like a hotel often used for conventions out near Heathrow Airport. Um, they put them out near the airport because those hotels are like, yeah, as I said, good for conventions, but usually it's like, oh, I'm flying in from Germany for a dental convention, you know, not a, a Teen Wolf convention. My first question <laughs> is, was there any other conventions in the hotel at the same time where they were like, who, what is this Teen Wolf thing? Because I've heard many a lol story about people who go to, like, anime conventions at the same time there's, like, a Scientology convention in the same hotel as them, and it's, like, two cons, like, mixing in a weird... Uh, you know, they just look at each other in the lift being like, what is this? So any other cons present at the hotel? There wasn't. They had a board up at the front of like, you, you came in through like these uh, massive double glass doors and there was like a huge screen right at the front and it would tell you like what was on at what time and which convention it was. And Wolfsbane was actually the only convention at the hotel the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. There were other guests in and out. I bet they enjoyed that. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, yeah, it's always a little bit strange sometimes when uh, you see people going for breakfast in the morning and you're queuing for, for stuff, and they're all like, "What are they doing? Why is there a group of about fifty to sixty people queuing downstairs at six in the morning?" Yeah. How, how many times did you get asked that? How many times did you get, um? 
yeah, how many times did you get, what are you doing? What's what's going on? What, what's this for? Like, I I got asked a couple of times about what was up and what, what we were doing. So, yeah, the amount of times I had to explain that we were here for a, a Teen Wolf convention and then the strange looks I got of, like, what's a Teen Wolf? <laughs> teen Wolf. What? <laughs> you yeah. mean this isn't the One Direction show? Um <laughs> Another yeah. thing I wanted to ask about, and I mean, I'll get into it more in a moment, is you said like queuing at like six in the morning and stuff like that. And I saw people online going down to queue for panels uh, very early, which is something I've never seen except for Comic-Con. Like I've been to other conventions, like smaller ones, like our one-day conventions here or two-day conventions um, for pop culture and, you know, even LeakyCon. And people didn't – I mean, part of it, I think, was with LeakyCon, they weren't allowed to, I don't think. But people didn't queue that early for their panels, like no no matter who the, des- uh, the guests were. Um, were, the, were the panel rooms really small? Were they not big enough to fit all of the guests because um, – all like all of the attendees? Because I was really surprised by the, uh, like the times you guys were queuing. Um the the queuing thing was actually for the coffee lounges so each coffee lounge would only sit 25 people Mm -hmm. so it was essentially the first 25 people in the queue depending on which coffee lounge you wanted And and you had to pay for those as well on top of your ticket price so they were an extra did you have to to pay for the chance or did you just pay once you got in if you were one of the 25. Yeah, you paid once you got in if you were one of the okay, 25. Okay. Like... So I think the the first day, so for the Saturday, I was queuing from four o'clock in the morning. And uh, till uh, I think they started selling at quarter past eight. In the morning. In the morning. Okay, that's not too bad. It's not like, oh, you queuing right up until, you know, 5 p.m. at night or something like that. No. No, so you kind of, you came down, you queued, and and the people who were in the queue were lovely, like, we all kept each other company, we tended to, like, just ask questions back and forth about the show, got into some really interesting sleep-deprived discussions about the show as well, considering some people had actually been there from earlier, so, yeah, no, it was great, Um, and then you get in, you get your tickets, so for the first day, I ended up getting um, Tyler Hecklin's and Kiahu's, uh, coffee lounges which were the two that I absolutely 100% had wanted for the Mm -hmm. first day so yeah and then I did the same the second day as well but I was queuing up from three in the morning for that one what exactly were the coffee lounges are they just sort of like what like interviews or were they just like a hangout like is it just like a one on like a signing session what exactly happened it it was just like um a small room with uh a circle of chairs of 25 chairs and then the guests would sit at the head of the circle basically Mm. so there was like a little gap and they would sit at the front of it and uh yeah it was anything from like just casual little discussions or you could ask questions and they they asked us questions as well like to find out what we did which was uh, which was also quite interesting because they were they were just about as interested in us as we were in them, <laughs> which uh, yeah was also kind of really cool. So in general, the, who were the guests at the con? I mean, I, p- most people know most of the people you know have been following it online, but to just to run through, who were the guests at the con? So we had 
Hecklin, Sinqua, uh, Kiahu, Lyndon, JR, Melissa, and Stephen Lunsford. Mm. Yeah. Cool. We're nice, nice, nice uh, guests that haven't been seen at a lot of conventions before, which was really nice. Mm. So, you know, you obviously get the usual kind of, you, you would get like Daniel Sharman, you'll usually get crystal and holland and dylan and posey and i know posey was originally supposed to be going but i think it was for me at least uh, a lot nicer to get maybe some of the cast members that most most of the time you wouldn't get a chance to interact with because they don't tend to go to the other conventions Mm. so it was it was cool to be able to talk to them and get insights into the show from another perspective that that was something that was very very interesting to me and what was the most exciting thing about the whole weekend. Definitely. I'm glad that Cinqua was there just because, you know, now that he's gone from the show, it's just kind of nice to still have him as a part of the fandom. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about, like, being a part of a sci-fi show, I think. Like, uh, uh, those kind of people, like, I mean, they can't obviously make a career out of it. They, you know, they go and do other things. But pretty much if the show still has a fandom... They're always welcomed at, like, for example, our pop culture conventions in Sydney, um, we have one sort of, that's it's like a mini Comic Con. It's not big, but it's like, it's called Supernova, and that would be, <laughs> what? I've been to Supernova before. Why? <laughs> Why? I was visiting my cousin, and he took me. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> when? In Sydney, or in what 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 city? Yeah, in Sydney. Oh, yeah. which year? God. It was back when it was probably a lot smaller, so I remember being a lot younger. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was anyway. Supernova. It's so it's it's got like it'll have like one or two guests from random, you know, not one. Or, it it has a lot of guests, but it won't be like focused on a certain thing. It'll be like sometimes it's really big people. Like I think George R R Martin is coming to one this year, and earlier this year they had like um like a bunch of the knights from Merlin, like Bradley James, and a bunch of the other Roundtable knights, and they have. You know, a lot of people from Buffy have come. Like, you know, Carl Urban often does it from, um, well, obviously he's in Star Trek and, and many other things, but he's from, you know, he's based in New Zealand a lot of the time and he he, he really likes doing conventions. But, you know, if, if they brought down people from Teen Wolf who had already been killed off and wouldn't necessarily be on the show, uh, they'd still definitely have an audience like coming to those cons like and doing a, doing a panel. And it, it's a cool thing that, you know, as long as the show still has a fandom, there are still places that they can go, you know, and hang out with the fandom, even if they might not be in the upcoming news at the, you know, San Diego Comic-Con panel. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, yeah, it was really nice to see him there because, yeah, he gave a lot of insights into what he would have liked to have seen for Boyd if mm. he'd been able to stay, stay on the show and he hadn't died, <laughs> which there was a, at one point he actually... There was there wasn't a dry eye in in the whole uh, main hall because he started talking about like Boyd and Erica and going to prom and we were just oh. all like no, <laughs> basically exactly that saying how um, they definitely would have gone to prom together but Erica would have been the one to ask him and I was just like oh no. <laughs> You can't say that to us. Why would you say that? <laughs> it's a bit tragic. Um, yes, Jay. What kind of 
panels and events were there besides the coffee lounges? Were there like panels where the whole con could get in and, and stuff like that? What happened exactly? Yeah, that was a main hall. So uh, the whole thing was split into like lots of different things. You got given a schedule at the start. So there were talks that were in the main hall and they tended to be uh, very Q&A driven. So you could line up to the to the one side of the room and there was a microphone at the front and you could pitch any question that you wanted to whoever was on stage. And uh, yeah, it was split between like everyone's they had different kind of makeups of like who was doing it so I think we had the first one was all of the guests together then there was uh one with Tyler and JR which was the funniest thing putting those two people together Mm. I I can see that 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 those two guys being on set probably being the biggest disaster ever because they just made each other laugh so much you could just see them like trying to be really straight faced about stuff and then just cracking up all of the time jr for me was probably the biggest surprise of the whole con Uh, as a his personality yeah definitely definitely what did you expect him to be like i mean i don't i don't even know like i don't know i kind of I don't know why I expected him to be a lot more reserved than he was, but that guy probably has the dirtiest mind that I have ever encountered <laughs> in the guest of the convention before. Like his first coffee lounge, I didn't get to go to it, but I, I made friends with someone who got like the VIP ticket mm. to the convention. So there was like four VIP tickets right when the convention went on sale. Mm. And um, the, I mean, the prices are still available online, but they cost about £800. What? To, yeah, but that included what? your hotel and food and all of the photo ops, all of the signatures, uh, oh. the, the packs of photos, uh, your food for the weekend. So your breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything like that. So it basically you paid the £800 and that was you all in. But she got to go to the JR one and uh, pretty much his first question for everyone was, right, so tell me about shipping. Oh, no. (laughs) The whole weekend, he was so fascinated with it. Just the the thing that came out of it was um, he started shipping himself with Lyndon. (laughs) I mean, well, if he wants, but... It it kind of uh, evolved from there into um, into it being all three of the parents, which they called McStargent. Oh, (laughs) Oh, good. I'm so glad that they're taking it to this place. Um, Oh, it's just so funny. I just hey, I'm glad he's owning it and not, you know, shunning it and just being like, yeah, I ship this. <laughs> I suppose they're so like they must be fascinated. You could either be like, what, and be like super like curious, or you could be like, oh my god, that's horrible. Take, you know, don't, you know, and I, you know, I don't think anyone on the show, ha- you know, is kind of of the attitude that they would be all above it and like, you know, creeped by the fans or whatever. Um, so. Yeah, it yeah. is. Though I will say about Jr., I I haven't given too much thought as to whether I thought he'd be reserved or not. But recently, I was watching Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, oh, Josie oh and my the God, Pussycats. Why? Number one, because it's amazing. But number two, because 
Uh, number two, while we were watching it, he's in it as a random, like, totally, like, over-the-top, like, sales clerk who, like, comes out and screams oh. at the band for playing in front of his store. And he plays – he's wearing, like, an orange turtleneck and he's, like, total, like, hipster camp. And so it must be made about 15 years ago. And he's not that young in it, but it's, like, a lot younger. And I was just like, oh, my God, what is this? And it was so – so funny. So now I just look at him and imagine him playing that role. And uh, so, yeah, I can't take him seriously. Things I have to do this week. Watch, Watch Josie and the, Josie and the Pussycats. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's not like a stupid movie. It's 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 very much like a parody. Like, for example, there's one bit in it where the sister of the of their band's manager, who is just hanging around being annoying, um, at one point um, – Josie, they're getting on the plane to New York, and Josie's like, "Why are you even here?" And the girl goes, shrugs, and goes, "I don't know, because I was here in the comics." And it was like, it's really like very, very kind of thing. Like, yeah, sort of breaking the fourth wall, like very purposefully, like parody, and it's very, very funny. But anyway, Jr. Bourne, look out for his cameo in that because it's insane. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. He tended to, like, make up a lot of pairings over the weekend, and it tended to go along the theme of, and this was probably, like, the tagline of the whole con, is he would be like, let's have a couple of beers, see where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> like, he talked about getting a couple of beers with Derek, and it was just like, oh. what? Because <laughs> in, their, in their panel where, they were, where it was the two of them together, they both basically came to the realisation that their lives were the worst Derek's and Chris yeah that Derek's and Chris's life were the worst like their families like were mostly dead and they'd never they never win a fight (laughs) everything just goes wrong for them and then JR basically just turned to yeah they JR basically said you know maybe they should grab a couple of beers see where it goes oh my god (laughs) (laughs) actual worst yeah, I think he called that one ale. But if I got that wrong, anyone who's listening to this podcast, correct me because I'm trying to like go back and remember. But I think that JR coined ale for Derek and Chris <laughs> pairing. But yeah, just the ship names that JR came up with the whole weekend were absolutely hysterical. <laughs> oh dear. We've um, created a monster, basically. Uh, yeah, he's going to go back on set and Dylan's <laughs> going to be like, shut up, don't encourage them, shut yeah. up. Yeah, I think Hecklin, Hecklin actually said at one point that, look at what you've started, no one's going to be safe. <laughs> yeah, to put it into perspective, even the Canama got in there at some point. So... <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, he started like going... Uh, thinking of of people he could ship the Canama with, and we were just like, no, you need to stop now. <laughs> You've gone <'Cause> too far. <laughs> I get the feeling that like when people talk like that, they maybe like don't they don't realize how serious it is. Like they're like, oh lol, this is funny, you know, like to think about, but they don't realize like how seriously that people not not necessarily take them, but like how. He can be like, lol, lol, ship the canama with someone, but, like, someone might actually go write some really weird, pervy canama Allison sex, like that weird se- – I mean, the, sh- the show did try and put that in, so, you know, I'm not going to – whatever. But oh, you- I, f- I fully expect at least one person to run with some of the ideas JR came up with, mm. even if it's in, like, a completely 
cracky kind of yeah that's the thing I'm worried that they think it's just crack and that they're going to be very disturbed to find out that it is not always just crack but uh I don't think Canada and JR will be on our um list of shipping Fridays for for uh, another Teen Wolf podcast uh, Tumblr fan fiction event no I can't I I can't say that that was on the list. I don't remember seeing it <laughs> on our list of parents that was that clearly, are coming up. Clearly an error. We will slip it in for just for him. Um, yeah. Anyway, so what was the vibe of the con like then in terms of like how many people were there and and um, I mean did any particularly good like news come out of the panel or was there, panels? Was there any sort of experiences that were like really cool? you know, as a group that weren't necessarily news, but that sort of everyone was in on, like you said, there was like a screening of the pilot and stuff like that. So like, yes, yes, we, they screened the pilot, um, the Sunday morning because there was a gap between when they put more photo ops on sale and, um, the, the first panel of the day starting. Mm -hmm. So they decided to show the pilot episode and, that was so good. It was so nice to be able to watch it in a room of about, I think at that point there must have been about 200 to 250 people in that room. Mm. And it was it was so great to like hear people reacting in real time. Because personally for me, I've always been someone, I've watched the show mostly on my own. I've watched it with friends, but we've been texting back and forth. Mm. But for the most part, I've I've been in a room on my own watching it experiencing that with a group of people who feel just as passionately about the show as you do it it was an experience that I'm probably never going to forget because it was just great to see you know how different people reacted to different parts depending on like maybe who their favorite character was or Mm. but everyone unanimously every time Styles was on the screen was pretty much laughing at everything he did through the pilot so <laughs> I would I, every time I watch early episodes I laugh at Derek really badly like yes. he does like a face yes. <laughs> Hecklin's general consensus was why did they pay me through season one all I stood did was stand there and show up behind trees <laughs> and look at people and, I was just, and then watching the pilot after being on that panel we were just all cracking up so badly behind it, again. yeah because he does that a lot in the first episode yeah he does i know that one of my favorite parts of going to san diego comic-con was watching the footage with all the other people in the room. And I think you're absolutely right that it's just, you know, obviously I love Teen Wolf a lot and I get really excited about it, but just with all those other people in the room and the atmosphere and and the feelings that everyone gives off, it's just nothing can really compare to it because you know that everybody in that room loves the show as much as you do. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with, yeah, that kind of like communal feeling is really, really cool. I haven't had that with Teen Wolf cry, but when I went to Comic-Con, they did a screening of, like, the Once More with Feeling, like, Buffy episode um, for everyone, and it was so cool. It was just, like, like, it's, I guess it's kind of like watching a movie at, like, a special event where everyone already knows the movie, like, you know, like a a screening of a classic or something like that, but for fandom, it's so much more, like, I don't know, it's, it's a it's a bit more like unreserved and it's it's so so cool so yeah I don't know it's 
It's nice. so amazing because a lot of what we do is online, obviously. I mean, mm. look at you guys. You know, I'm in New York. You're in Australia. You're in, in England and or the UK. Wales, and it's Wales. just, yeah, Wales. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's so cool to be able to talk to everybody all over the place. But for everyone to kind of convene in one spot and you just you meet these strangers that you have an instant connection with. And it's just incredible. I love that feeling. I think that's why I'm like, I need to go to more cons because nothing can really compare to it. Yeah, it's definitely a a very, um, it's just one of the un- most unreserved atmospheres of like, I mean, I've said this kind of before in, in various places, but like I, nearly everyone that I'm friends with in life now are people either that I've met online through a fandom thing and then met in person like people with hyperbole and all of that kind of thing or people that I've met at a con or at a um in a queue for like in a line for a gig with usually uh, usually for like a music event that has a similar fandom to online fandoms do like a lot of the bands that I was involved with um five six years ago and bands I still like but like that um what they have fandoms they had fandoms that were very online based and so you could talk to people in the same way that people talk about kind of like pop culture fandom being in a place like that is the only place that I feel very comfortable making friends because I just I'm I'm sort of at the point where I find it very uh difficult like with you know work and and stuff like that to you know, talk to people, you know, you can make small talk, but like sort of to talk to people and you kind of automatically go to this like next level of like, they're like, oh yeah, so you watch, you know, whatever, you know, Downton Abbey or, you know, something like, you know, I, I and you'd be like, yeah, but, and it's like, you both like the same thing. This is like someone like a civilian, you know, this is, you know, someone at work, you, you both <laughs> might like the same thing, like Glee or something, but like the way I'm going to come into a conversation talking about Glee it's just not the same way that this person is going to come into a conversation talking about Glee. And within about three minutes, they kind of look at me like, uh, kind of, and I, and I, you know, have to turn it down or, um, you know, they think I'm crazy, but just at cons, you can sort of just talk the way that your brain sort of spews out and people will understand it. You can make references without having to explain why being able to make references to things like a joke or like a you know something in casual conversation without having to stop yourself and like explain what the hell you're talking about to strangers is a very unique experience and it's like something that only really happens like meeting people at cons I think yeah definitely I mean it it was so nice to just to be able to talk about the show like I've I've not outside of being online I've not really been able to talk with someone in real life face to face about the show Mm. and yeah that there were just like this wealth of people that all had differing opinions about the show like not everyone felt the same way about every character and it was nice to be able to like sit down and talk to them about like who their favorite character was how they felt about the seasons how they felt that the characters had grown I mean for me, it was it was so interesting because Heathrow is such a central hub for a lot of Europe. It's so, such an easy place to get to in terms of flights that you had people from all over Europe. Like, 
I think Germany was probably the most well represented out of everyone I met. I think it was mostly people from Germany. Not, but, you know, not Britain? From... Like, was it not mainly British people? No, no, not at all. I mean, there were people from France, Spain. Um, I met some people from Sweden, Finland. Uh, furthest people that came away, there were two Australians at the con. Specifically um, for the con, or they were in, like, London anyway? Well, one of them was one of them was here. I think she said it was for three months. Yeah. And and the other one came over to visit, and it was like timed for the con or whatever. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. And that was that was really cool as well. That you know, it wasn't just people from the UK. Um, I got to meet some amazing people just going around. Like when I was handing out the postcards, I tried to stop and at least find out where they'd come from, mm. what they thought about the show and what they did in fandom, maybe, even if it was just interacting with other fans. I met, there were these this amazing group of girls and I, I urge everyone to check this out. They've created a French fan, co- uh, fan magazine, 14 Wolf. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it's just called Omega or L'Omega, but it Oh my god. Oh my god, it is the most amazing fan magazine that I have probably had the privilege to look at. Like it that's just really cool because like zine culture, even if it's like online or or print, is really dying out. And that's how like fandom started was like people oh. mailing fan magazines to each other in the post like with fan fiction and like theories and stuff like that like in the it, post you're in the 60s you could get other fans to send you star trek fan fiction from yeah. a typewriter like <laughs> wow <laughs> that's how fandom culture pretty much started yeah it was just amazing to like see that it that that kind of thing was still going but the the quality of it just the quality in general was just amazing. I'm not sure if they've got a website. I never really found out if they had a website, but I'm sure someone who's listening uh, will let let me know at some point if they do, because they do have a website. Is definitely something that I would love, love to still keep up with, because I was just so incredibly impressed by them. Mm. And I think that that was another great thing about this convention was meeting other people who do such amazing things like there were people who were showing off their art and like some of the art was just breathtakingly beautiful like yeah the the talent in this fandom is unlike any other fandom that I've been in I just I'm always continuously surprised and just overwhelmed with how amazing everyone is. I think that's that's one of the main things I would I take I'm taking away from this is just yeah, the 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 people who were attending the con were just as amazing to me as the guests themselves. So, yeah, I just want to do a massive shout out to everyone I met and there were about 400 of them. I stopped and talked to pretty much everyone there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just everyone who attended uh, just blew me away. Yeah. It's so nice. So you made lots of friends then. 
I made a lot of friends, a lot. I've met a lot of people. I think my my Twitter account, my personal Twitter account has gone up so many followers over the weekend. And I think I noticed the podcast uh, Twitter followers going up slowly mm. as well. I know a lot of people have said that they won't be able to follow anything until they get back home. Mm. Uh, because obviously having come from like places in Europe and then other countries as well, like internationally, it, um, it they didn't have 3G and there was no free Wi-Fi. Uh. So um, there, there was a disconnect as well from anything else that was going on online. Unless you paid for Wi-Fi, you had 3G access. I know for me particularly, there was a little bit of disconnect because to make my phone last through the day, I had to keep flipping it onto airplane mode. Mm. But yeah, I know a lot of people have like said that they're going to be checking us out when they get back home, which was really, really cool. Um, so yeah, hopefully I'll see more of the people that I met you know, popping up over the next couple of days, either on my Twitter or on the podcast Twitter. It would be great to see them on either. I I, I actually implore people to go follow the podcast one a lot more because then you can interact with all five of us. So, yeah, it was, yeah, I met so many people. I came home with um, just, just under 100 postcards and putting it into perspective, I printed 500. Oh. So, yeah. That that put I think that'll put into perspective how many people I spoke to. I mean, yeah. Do you want to sort of? I, I think Karen knows a little bit more about what exactly happened with the the postcards and and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, did you meet anyone that knew the podcast, or what did, did you have for the? You had you, you had these cards and stickers that were merch for the podcast, basically like yes. uh, you know cards with our logo and our uh, you know everything on it and uh, apparently yeah some people knew it or some people wanted to to find out what it was and yeah you did a lot of um street teaming as 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 the youth call it I believe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah so what happened with the pod like how was the podcast's presence felt at there were, as I was going through people there were I think a lot more people than I was expecting that knew the podcast mm. and listened to it and then when they found out like who I was and what I was doing th- mm. like the hugs I was getting were amazing I was just like oh, <laughs> I want hugs why are well, I well, getting hugs <laughs> well whenever I whenever we actually see each other in real life which could actually be a real thing that is happening so yes yes I will be passing on the hugs to you guys as well so don't worry, there will be hugs coming your way. You, you've you got IOUs for hugs, all all of you. But I think, <laughs> um, yeah, the, even if they hadn't been listening to the podcast itself, the interesting thing that I found was that a lot of people knew about Hyperbole itself and the Teen Wolf articles that were being written, but also the Tumblr account. And this was the amazing thing that I found is that a lot of the people that I was talking to knew the Tumblr account and actually used it as a central place for finding out Teen Wolf news. And that for me was just, it, it blew me away completely because I know how much work everyone puts into it. So from the articles that go up on Hyperbole that are reblogged on the Tumblr and uh, put up on there and linked to so that 
people can go and read it from there. Um, yeah, the, it all interconnects and people were actually using us as a place to find out Teen Wolf news. And I, I, I it just kind of almost in a way validated all of the hard work you guys have been putting in. And I was just I was I felt a lot of pride at hearing that so many people followed the Tumblr. And yeah, that was that was really good. Yeah, it was it was it was amazing. Really, really was. Um, that just with the postcards really blows my mind. Yeah, I don't have any perspective at all on this. <laughs> like, I don't have any perspective of like who, who knows, what. Oh, I, I just sit, you know, in my house in Australia. Yeah, definitely not uh, interacting with the fandom in person. So, I would have, I would have liked to come to to Wolf Spain if I hadn't had my trip to the UK earlier this year. I probably would have checked it out because I had been um I had been looking at it for a, a while um but I I probably couldn't have got back there yeah this uh, you know for August when I'd only come back in in June but sad face oh you were here in June yeah I was I was in the UK from like April to June oh yeah no. I, I, I do go like nearly every year so don't worry yeah well if <laughs> There, there we go. If you're back next year, then uh, yeah, I'll definitely. If you haven't been on the Doctor Who experience, I will take you on the Doctor Who experience. If you like Doctor Who, I I, I do like Doctor Who. Um, and there I have been, I have been to Cardiff a couple of times. Uh, but we will find. I'm sure we'll find something wonderful to do. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I want yeah, to go. You can come. Come. Yeah, come too. Everyone will come <laughs> to the UK. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's just all go. Um. Because the Wolf Spain 2 convention has been announced, like they're, they're, they're going to run it again. Uh, yes. Because these cons aren't necessarily a strictly annual event. Like the, those kind of like companies that run them, it just sort of is based on popularity. But it seems like because this one's sold out that they're pretty sure that they want to do it again next year. I guess it'll be just after the season, um, season 3B finishes. It'll be in July next year. Uh, I think yeah. it's it's very close in time to San Diego Comic Con. It's like the very week, close. two weeks before. I was almost like they haven't done it on the same weekend, have they? And I literally just looked it up this morning, being like, if they've done it on the same weekend, if they've done it on the same weekend, none of the guests are going to be able to come. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, it's, it's the eleventh, eleventh uh, to the thirteenth, eleventh to the thirteenth of July, mm. and tickets have already gone on sale, and that's general admission yeah. tickets are now on sale on the Rogue Events uh, convention page. So if you enjoyed it this time, or if you missed out this time, mm. definitely come to the next one. I will say that it is, um, it, it's definitely something that you should go and do. N- never mind if you think that the, never mind that any of like the main five characters are there being able to interact with like recurring characters or mm. maybe smaller roles it gives you such an interesting insight into the show mm. itself and how it runs and i would recommend it to everyone absolutely I'm excited I, I i i mean i would like to try like i could you know i don't have solid plans for what i'm doing next year we we don't know exactly because we have a few options as far as um fandom I pretty much only travel well no that's not true I don't only travel for fandom stuff I generally travel to America for fandom stuff I've never been to America just for like a holiday it's always been based around a con or an event the UK 
a lot of my friends are there and I just like being there, but there always ends up being stuff on, but I've never, you know, you know, gigs or cool television tapings or random things while I'm there, but I've never gone to the UK for a special event like Wolfsbane. So maybe next year I will, we'll see. (laughs) Well, if you do decide to go, I'm definitely going next year. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, look out for me again next year because I'm 100% going. I don't, I, I don't have anything planned for July next year, uh, so definitely going to be attending again. Cool. So was there any big sort of news or, like, reveals about characters that you found really interesting from any of the main panels? I mean, I know we've had a lot of news go up on the Tumblr, like a lot of recaps and all of that, so anyone who wants to know about what happened at Wolfsbane exactly. There's a lot of that on the Tumblr, a lot of, like, panel um, write-ups and photographs. But anything that really stood out to you personally? Um, I know you, you got to meet Kiahu, obviously, which was a big deal for you. but um, Massive deal. <laughs> um, yeah. But so any, yeah, anyone you really liked meeting or, like, any yeah, anything about characters that you felt, like, really good about or sad about or, or something that... Oh, man. We just got so much. There was just so much that you found out about each character. And it may not even have been, like, anything that was on, on like, the show officially. But it was things that they'd built up about their characters to give them that kind of depth. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, things that, yeah, it, the the sheriff wearing his wedding ring, okay, Mm -hmm. that was a Lyndon ad-lib. So he did that. He just left his own wedding ring on. Yeah. And that was an ad lib for him uh, going on the show. That was really, really cool. Mm. Um, Yeah. Things like um, the McCalls and the Stalinskys. Yeah. Were very close family friends. Mm -hmm. Very close. And it was pretty much implied very, very heavily that... Papa McCall, whose name we don't really know yet, mm. and the sheriff work together. Okay. That that came out of it, so that was very heavily implied that that was how the families knew each other. Before yeah. Papa McCall was FBI or whatever, like when he was yes. less less of a big big deal. Yeah. So okay. Interesting. That. Um, a lot of the Boyd and Erica stuff from Cinqua was uh, heartbreaking. And, uh, yeah, I will uh, openly admit to Cinqua having made me cry on more than one occasion. Lyndon is uh, <laughs> also guilty of having made me cry with the uh, Stilinski family feels. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whenever he was, like, just talking about styles in general and their relationship... And then talking about him and Claudia. Mm. Yeah. Broke my heart. Every single time. Um, I think, what else did we get? There was um, a lot from Kiahu about playing Danny and how that was so different going into it. Like, he, he apparently talked a lot with Jeff before settling into the role about just what what would be happening with Danny, like how he would be played, how he wanted Kiahu to approach the role. Mm. I mean, Kiahu originally uh, auditioned for Jackson. Yeah, I think I knew that. I think I'd heard that. Yeah, that was that was uh, 
nice to to hear about as well but that when he was talking with Jeff about what he wanted from Danny he was like just play him as a real person Mm. like just be a normal teenage boy at school Mm. you know and and I think for me that's I think a, a lot of where Danny's character has become very very genuine like I feel like he's not that kind of stereotype that you can sometimes get. Mm. It just gives a gives a fresh perspective on everything. Yeah, that was really cool. And a lot of um, Kiahu's own background came into the character of Danny. Mm. Because when Jeff found out that uh, Kiahu worked really, really heavily with computers and everything, that's where the hacking thing came from. Oh, yeah. Because I would of like, his background in computers. I would yeah. like more Danny hacking stuff, please, in season um, 3B. Hashtag more Danny. That yes. was uh, Kiahu's thing the whole weekend. Hashtag yeah. more Danny. <laughs> yeah. Make it a thing, guys, because I want more Danny too. So. <laughs> um, one of the things I saw mentioned, I, I mean, I'm not sure who mentioned it because none of the people, neither of the people that were involved, but that, like, Scott in the upcoming seasons like that his anchor is no longer Allison for being you know his wolf control or whatever what how did that come up oh I may have missed that panel because there was there was some stage talks that um clashed with things like the coffee lounges yeah so I missed I think one or two of the stage talks oh I'm sure Um, someone will find it yeah that would be really cool yeah um and then, yeah, so who did you get to actually meet one-on-one? Did you get to meet everyone? Did they have signings or is it like a photo session? Was that included in the ticket? What happened exactly? Uh, so the autographs were included. So you got one autograph per guest on a personal item of your choice. And you just lined it's, up and, and yeah, signing. Yeah, except for Kiahu and JR who were sponsored guests. So you had to pay a little extra for that. Okay. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't that much. I think it was about £10. So, yeah, it, it, in the grand scheme of things, uh, it wasn't that much. Um, yeah, so you got to go through, queue up, get some stuff signed, and uh, you got to chat a little bit with them. Not a lot, because there were so many people to have to get through. Mm. But, yeah, def- you got to speak to them a little bit. In the coffee lounges themselves, that's where you got to talk a little bit more one-on-one with them. And, um, yeah, the ones I got to do was the solo one that um, Hecklin did. Mm. One of the solo ones. Yeah, one of the solo ones that Kiahu did, because he had two. He had one on the Saturday, one on the Sunday. And then I also did uh, one that had uh, uh, Melissa, JR, and Lyndon in. Mm -hmm. And uh, of all of them, that one was the most interesting, because they split the room into three smaller circles and you got 10 minutes with each of them. Okay. Um, and the, the, the joke I brought up was that uh, it felt a lot like speed dating, <laughs> 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 which got a couple of laughs in the room. So uh, I, I like to believe I'm funny sometimes. So. <laughs> mm. But yeah, they, they were, they were quite good. Yeah. I didn't do any of the photo ops and uh yeah, each one of those was either it was between fifteen to twenty pounds per guest. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of the guests were twenty, some of them were fifteen. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a massive fan of posed photography, 
Um, so that's just a personal thing. Yeah, no, it, neither. It, but... I, yeah, I'm not not here for that. But I would rather just meet someone on the street and be like, can I take a photo on my phone if I was going to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I prefer pho- photographs that are more natural or in the moment. Mm. But post photography, for me, it's 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 genuinely just a personal preference that I'm yeah. not a fan of it, which is why I didn't do any of the photo ops. I'm more of um an interactions kind of person, which I think a lot of people probably got over the weekend because yeah. I talked to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's that's just me. I know um I saw a lot of people doing the the photo ops, and I saw some of them like as they were coming out so people would share with me like the photos that they got mm. and some of them were hysterical yeah I mean it is quite cool like I, I like because we have those at the supernova convention and things like that as well and it I mean it's it's kind of a shame because it is a good interaction like they sort of they're always really nice and they chat to you and if it's a cool type of person they'll like do something funny in the photo with you or whatever but the fact of the matter is it's like in a photo booth that looks like taking like a school picture, like with a weird background and that kind of thing. So no matter like how natural the people are being in the photo, it still looks very like um, f- sort of formal in a way. And that's kind of what I don't love about it. But th- they can be like the people are usually so nice about it, though. Yeah, this was uh, my first Rogue event as well. I'd never attended a convention held by Rogue events before. I've been hmm. to some of the others mm, so i've been like by star the last... fury and star fury and um is it show show masters is the oh, other yeah, one i yeah. think that runs in the uk and i've been to this and one thing that i will say about the rogue events uh photo ops is that they kept the background very neutral so the background to all of the photographs was white mm. so it was a lot plainer than some of the other backgrounds so i know that in the star fury conventions they had it very much like a school picture mm. background rather than something very very plain but i will say of the cast that they were willing to do a lot of really funny stuff so i saw um there was one photo where uh Lyndon and jr were like either side of the person and kissing her cheek yeah on each side and that was really really cute and then things like um there were two girls who were dressed up as hunters mm. and then in a picture with jr and hecklin <laughs> it was the three of them versus hecklin the yeah. <laughs> character and you know you got some really really cool photographs coming out of it and i'm sure eventually they'll all filter their way online mm. and hopefully people will get to see more and more of them but yeah there were some really really cool ones that were actually taken yeah, like I've seen ones, obviously not with Team Wolf, but I've seen ones of those kind of pose photos with where people like, who are like, you know, like James James Masters, who's placed Spike on Buffy, like yeah. people get him to like bite them and stuff, which is quite fun. I don't know, like that's kind of a cool, like I think I did see one or two already online from Wolf Spain that looked quite quite hilarious. Um, but what was I gonna say? People photos interacting things <laughs> cosplay that's what I was going to say yeah you mentioned people just as was oh, I have I have not seen that much like cosplay happening at some like little small conventions was there cosplay going on at, at this yes I actually sent uh 
a couple of pictures to uh, Courtney and Brooke and Karen because they have iPhones, so I can send free text messages to them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have sent them to you too. That's okay. I'm sure I'll um, see. <laughs> yeah, I think they went up on the Tumblr, or at mm. least I think uh, Courtney or Brooke said that they were going to put them on the Tumblr, but there were some really impressive cosplays. There was um, the one Lydia. There was one Lydia who was just so good. Yeah, the, we had a Canima. The Canima, Jack, Jackson Canima was awesome. There was a guy who was dressed up as Dylan's character from the internship. There mm-hmm. were a couple of Erica's, a couple of Derek's, a lot of styles. Mm-hmm. I think I saw an Allison at one point, but I didn't get to get a picture of her. And I know I saw a Scott at one point, but I didn't get to get a picture of them either. Like... I, I was just like all over the place, but they there was some really, really good costumes. Mm. Yeah. Um Kiahu and uh Steven actually talked a lot about cosplay as well, obviously both having done it before. Kiahu yeah. especially we know of him doing uh cosplay from Comic Con where he crashed the panel. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they talked a bit about uh cosplay as well and uh, really, really interestingly, um, uh, Kiahu attended the um, labyrinth of Jareth Masquerade Ball in L.A. this year. Oh, wow. And, and uh, yeah, so he talked a little bit about that during the coffee lounge that I, I I attended to him and brought it up during the coffee lounge. But that that Masquerade Ball has actually been on my bucket list for a couple of years to attend. <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't get him to talk about it a lot because I didn't want to monopolize the coffee lounge, but I got a little bit excited about that because I've, I've always wanted to meet someone who's been. <laughs> so he seems yeah. he he's got some cool interests. I will say, like he's he's really he's got an interesting life. Yeah, he definitely does. He yeah he talked about space quite a lot as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think one, one of the things that. One of the things that he really, really wants to do or would love to be able to do is actually go into space. He would love to be able to see the Earth from space is one thing that I took from like one of the panels. And also, I think the coffee lounge, he mentioned it in there. We had one of our one of our guest listeners on who met him at a like a space event, like a like a like a rocket launch event or something like that. Like Uh, and and he just yeah and talked about his like nerdness with you know being obsessed with with space so it just charms me it charms me as well so you're not <laughs> alone there. you're really not alone there yeah so I mean I guess another big question is um you know n- not to two tower and horn but the the guests the teen wolf cast did any of them know about the podcast or I saw a lot of people I just asked because I saw a lot of people getting their postcards signed by the team like by the cast that surprised me a lot did you hear anything about that I just want to say thank you to everyone who wanted to get those signed Mm. like that that was so cool to me like I had people coming up going do you have any extras because I'd like to get the whole cast to sign them I was just like they're going really that's amazing yes of course have all of the postcards but yeah, um, yeah. Let me think. Who who knew about us? So Melissa knew about us because I think she follows us. Stephen knew about us. 
And my surprise was Kiahu was aware of us. Oh. Which, yeah, that was that was very very exciting to me. All of the others knew about Hyperball. Oh really? Oh, coverage man. on Hyperball. <laughs> Maybe not the podcast specifically, but they're definitely aware of it now because <laughs> they all. <laughs> If they, they all signed each... about 400 postcards. Yeah. If, <laughs> yeah. if they, yeah. Between having to actually sign some of the postcards, like people taking them in to get signed, and also the, I gave them each a personalized postcard to take away with them. Oh, cool. So they, it had like a little specific message to each of them on the back that I wrote up. So, and, and signed from everyone. Yeah. So they at least have those. And I gave them each a sticker as well. Oh, you're so cute. So. That was really cool. It was really nice to, yeah, Melissa knew of us. So she, when she was signing, I think she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. She said, I've still got to follow up on. on uh, what coming on. Or yeah, she said uh, she definitely had to follow up with us at some point oh. is what she said. So, uh, yeah, that was really exciting. Yes. <laughs> None of the others really knew of the podcast. Hmm. But I think at least one or two of them said that they were going to check it out. Oh, well, which... that's, that's that's nerve wracking. But oh, well. <laughs> it's uh. fine. I mean, a lot of people love the podcast. A lot of people love the podcast. Yeah. I love the podcast. So, you know, I'm excited for them to to go and listen to it. <laughs> I I could. I Yeah, I suppose. As I said, I don't give a lot of thought to like who's out there besides like you five like you, like you four <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think don't. it makes it a lot easier to get through it when you realize like when you don't think about how many people could be listening in because yeah. then yeah. it gets a I'm little scary of, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, I'm kind of at the moment just assuming that this is just a conversation between the three of well, us that's, and then right it's gonna get leaked online later <laughs> that's how I always that's how I always end up thinking about like that's how I always end up thinking about doing the podcasts that I've done for Hyperball and like I'm not gonna like say what they are exactly but we got uh for the first time recently like with the season um 3a finale we got off um Andrew who runs Hyperball we got the numbers like for our rec like for our downloads and for like the um sort of exposure for each episode of of not another Team Wolf podcast, and I would just say it was a lot higher, like than I thought our listenership was. Like I'd say it was about double what I thought our listenership was. So, yeah, that was kind of like at like at least double. I I really didn't um like the the on average sort of downloads um for each episode. So that was quite a big deal, uh, and that was nice. So it's cool that that there is an audience I guess I, I don't think about it too much because <laughs> I don't like uh the idea of kind of I mean I guess like broadcasting to that many people um like thinking about it is a bit just like you know well what do you say to sort of get get to everyone but I guess if we're just what we're doing so far and pretending we're just talking to each other and then leaking it online <laughs> later I guess if that's working so far then we shall carry on yeah. uh but it is really cool I mean and um it's obviously the tumblr has a lot of followers um which again I, I don't know how many of those translate to listeners but that's also really cool that um people know it as a presence and a, a and a source uh, but yeah, I mean, if you do, if you are a regular listener, um, if you, um, ever want to go on iTunes and, and rate us or write a review there, 
that would be really cool because um, sometimes, the, like, the more attention it gets in iTunes, it can, like, boost it up to, like, um, be sort of flagged as noteworthy and, and promoted by iTunes, which has happened to a few high football podcasts. So that might be interesting if that ever happens. Um, but, again, I I hope that everyone out there who's wanting a Teen Wolf podcast has come across us. I did meet a girl the other day um, who was a friend of a friend, and I sort of mentioned it, and she was like, you do a Teen Wolf podcast? And I was like... Yeah, and she's she's in clearly in the Teen Wolf fandom, but like hadn't come across us. So I hope that everyone who has the desire in their life for a Teen Wolf podcast is is being fulfilled by us, and that um, there aren't people out there pining away for a Teen Wolf podcast that don't know about us. And if there are, spread the word somehow. I don't know because I don't want them to miss out. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say a couple of people actually took a, a few extra postcards to go and give to friends back at home as well That's so that cool. they so that they would tune in as well yeah which was quite that was quite nice yeah I like that yeah because all of the postcards had the uh, address on the back of the social media and all of that kind of stuff yeah 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 cool. so it had the twitter the tumblr and the email address cool. on the back for the podcast cool yeah um and then <sighs> Karen, you're being very quiet. Do you have any questions to ask about the... I'm just soaking everything up right now. Yeah, I'm trying I to live vicariously through all these stories. Yeah, I could, because... kind of he- I could kind of hear it in your silence. I was like, I was like, no, <laughs> if she wants to interrupt, she will. She's just sitting there basking. Um, yeah, um, because it's kind of overwhelming because, I mean, we've sort of mentioned this before, but... Natalie and I started this podcast as, at first it was kind of a joke, like, oh, we should totally start a podcast. And they were like, no, we should totally start a podcast. And never in a million years did I think ever that we would become, you know, a new source on Tumblr, that that the cast and crew would be looking at Hypable and reaching out to us and giving us all these amazing opportunities and stuff. And, I mean, it's just, it's been incredible and I just have to sit back sometimes and be like, whoa, you know, this is real life. It's really cool. And I'm just really glad. Like, one of the best things about the podcast is being able to share that with everyone else. Because essentially, that's what the podcast is for, is to talk and interact with other people in the fandom. Yeah. And, I mean, the Tumblr, too. But, you know, me and Natalie, we're, we're not too good at Tumblr. So we stick to Twitter and the, and the podcast mostly. So it's just been... I think the most amazing thing is just being able to talk to people all over the world about this show that we all love so much. Yeah. Like, full disclosure, when we started the podcast, I'm not saying, oh, we started it as a joke. We started it. We we started saying we should do a Teen Wolf podcast as a joke when Teen Wolf wasn't a fandom covered on Hyperball just because we were the only two people that liked it at a time when a lot of people were making new podcasts on Hyperball, some of which um, have not really like stuck around like either because the show's finished or it just hasn't been that popular and it was like everyone and his mum was making a podcast and we're like lol we're gonna make a team wolf podcast when it wasn't a fandom (laughs) that we were covering and then we did and now it's I mean I don't know about like some of the other shows probably have bigger numbers but I think that we've had the most um we've been one of the most successful on that the show the the production of the show knows and interacts with us a lot more than like like, I do Glee Chat, which is a massive following of listeners, but, like, none of the Glee people, like, 
know what a Glee chat is, if you know what I mean. They don't know, you know, they don't retweet us, they don't interact with us. Like, you know, we don't get emails from the showrunner being like, you know, here's a here's a thing for you. Like, we don't get script. I don't think any other podcast on Hyperball has had a screener. And I don't know if we announced, I suppose we did announce this on the Twitter, but Karen got a screener from the, um, you know, from MTV for the finale. She got a DVD screener. We don't get screeners on Hyperball for most of our shows. Like, teen, I don't, any I don't know of our any. shows. Andrew said that we were the first ones on Hyperball to get one of those. Yeah. We get, like, some, you know, some of the big writers go to premieres and stuff for the movie fandoms. We've had a lot of, we've, we actually have a lot of better relationships on Hyperball with our big writers and movie fandoms, like movie production. Um, they tend to interact a bit more and that, you know, they're on the list for, like, press junkets and stuff. But we've never had TV screeners before. And um, so that's, like, a pretty big big thing so well done guys i guess everyone um team and uh all of the listeners because this legitimately we thought it would be the like bottom of the rung podcast on hyperball when we started (laughs) like we thought it would be like that they were humoring us so yeah it's uh (laughs) turned out quite nicely i think I remember writing up a doc to give to Andrew, be like, this is how the podcast is going to be different. This is why it can work. Please, please let us do this because we really want to. And now, like, I mean, it's been a labor of love. We've put a lot of work into it, all of us, Courtney, Brooke, I mean, Mm -hmm. Danya, holy crap, you did so much for us over the weekend and Natalie and I doing everything. And we started off with Teen Wolf kind of like, I used to write articles and there would be like no comments. If I was lucky, I'd get one or two like regular people now they they frequently go to the hot and hypeable section and we've get we had for one of the recaps over 200 comments mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen on the site for you know the recaps of shows and stuff and it's just been such a team effort not only between the five of us but with everybody out there too and I mean I wish you know, Virtual hugs for all of you guys because it's just been such a team effort between everybody and it's just so incredible. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty big deal and I think I would be very overwhelmed if I went to like a, a Teen Wolf con and people knew who we were. I might like awkwardly. Yeah. I might awkwardly run away. I'm not gonna lie. No, I, would <laughs> I would hide really, in the bathroom. <laughs> I would really try not to awkwardly run away, but I would be a bit like I I, I would be. A, quite taken aback, like, in a, in a, like, but hopefully excited. Um. I just jumped straight in there. Yeah. I was just like, people, yay! <laughs> well, I have to stick with you, and then you can just, like, be like, yeah. say hello to the nice people. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, do we have anything else to do with Wolfsbane? Like, any anything else you wanted to share about, like, the experience or, like, your meeting either – people who knew the podcast, any shout outs or meeting any of the actors or just any anything you took from Wolfsbane that we haven't already sort of talked about? Um, there were actually uh, there was actually one girl that I wanted to mention and her story that she told me actually really touched me a lot. So um, she's actually just finished studying English as a second language. Mm-hmm. So this was her first time going out of the country to use English. And she basically pulled me to one side because I'd interacted with her quite a lot because she'd always seemed a little bit 
nervous mm. like to- when she was talking and I hadn't had any idea about why and she said that her biggest accomplishment of the weekend was being able to converse with everyone and understand people speaking English and it was amazing that this was her first place to be able to go and do that I was just like that's amazing she's she's going to be going on to to eventually teach English to other people as well and that she was able to share that and share it around and her name's escaping me right now because it's almost two in the morning and I'm like names are names are kind of gone but if she's listening I would like her to come and find me again because yeah that really moved me quite a lot that's that's pretty intense like that's like I mean did did she watch the show in in another language language or like what do you know like that's um oh that's so scary did she was she there by herself um I saw her with like one other person and I'm not sure if she met them at the con or if she came alone Mm. um I didn't really get into it that far with her but yeah I saw her talking with quite a lot of people over the weekend and a lot of people like going up to her as well because she went up and asked quite a few questions on the 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 stage talks as well and that she had the courage to be able to stand up in front of what at any time could have been near to 400 people sat in that room yeah and speaking English for the first time asking a question to the cast that would be heard by that many people just the the courage that was behind that was amazing. Yeah, it's pretty um, pretty intense. Yeah. That's so nice. Oh. I know. <laughs> it's just yeah. There there was there were so many so many stories. Um actually there is another girl. Mm-hmm. Um actually donated a little something to the podcast as well because I didn't get the chance to be able to buy it when they were still available. And uh, I was mentioning to someone that I'd really, really wanted one of these to, to give away as a gift for the podcast. And oh. um, she donated it. Oh, um, but all right. <laughs> I, yeah, I found out then a little bit later. Her name's Andrea. Mm-hmm. Um, she works with parents whose partners have left okay. to help them get child support. Yeah. Of all the people, like I went through people's um, like asking people what they did as jobs. And that one was the one that almost brought me to tears, especially knowing what we know about like Melissa McCall and Scott and and what we know of her being like having brought him up and mm. what Scott thinks like the, the tie into the show from that point. is Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I will admit I did tear up a little bit hearing about her job and whenever like. I got the opportunity. I was I was telling people to go to go find her and like commend her on the amazing work that she does because you've having it having that also been represented on the show. You can kind of see a tangible link of how difficult it must have been for Melissa to raise Scott on her own. And what did and, she? Oh, sorry, go on. No, 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 it's fine. Go on. Say, what did she donate? Like herself? Like, do we get to keep? It her? was. It <laughs> was an. <laughs> I. <went. laughs> She donated a little um, exclusive Wolfsbane lanyard that oh. was made for the convention, and there weren't enough to go around every single guest. 
to not everyone could buy one. Yeah, I know so what you mean. By the, yeah. by the time I got to be able to buy one, they were all gone. So, yeah, she very kindly donated that. So how many, What? how much swag did you end up getting? Like, did you get, like, did, did the, this con have, like, uh, kind of merchandise only specifically with the con or did they have like fan artists that had like their own tables set up and because I know at LeakyCon there's like you know a whole hall of like people who you know have Etsy stores and all of that kind of thing was this all sort of official or was there like were there any like you know even fan panels like discussing you know ooh, theories about whatever or was it all very like officially run like it was all very kind of officially run so mm-hmm. the, the there was talk originally of there have of there going to be a merchandise room mm-hmm. but it got scrapped at the last minute oh, okay so there was no merchandise room uh from a fan perspective or otherwise these kind of show specific conventions don't tend to have a lot of merchandise on set mm. um and if they do it tends to be um just photographs or show specific official items and i guess in in terms of teen wolf there isn't really a lot of official merchandise around Mm. other than like the dvds and and the book so i guess from that perspective there wasn't really a lot that they could sell they were they did sell um like exclusive printed photos yeah and there was um like one little set that were all color and then there was also a set of really beautiful black and white portrait shots that were actually done and printed at the convention itself oh so they were quite exclusive they are very exclusive you're not going to be able to get them anywhere else other than at this con and i guess i can announce it now maybe that i bought a pack that I will give away. So you you can uh, keep them. I don't. I'm for for me. <laughs> what what I take away from this sort of thing is more what I got from everyone else. So the interactions I got, the friends I made, being able to actually talk to the cast and meet them and just experience that. For me, that's what I take from it. And I know someone else is going to appreciate this stuff a lot more than I could so there's that there's the lanyard I'll give away my little convention booklet that they printed as well I also got a set of our postcards signed by the cast which I'll also give away and I'll also be giving away the color photographs that were printed as well that we got with the hotel room there were were photographs in the hotel room (laughs) so if you booked um a hotel room for the convention and you went to go and get your autographs they gave you a, a little pack of eight by ten photos oh. you, to thank you for booking at the hotel where the That's... convention was being held so i'll also give away that as well i'm not really sure the logistics of it yet i will probably maybe work it out between the twitter and and the tumblr to give equal opportunity to both yeah i mean so people follow on both if there's a lot of crossover as well then we'll, we'll see how it goes but obviously we'll we'll it'll probably be a discussion between the five of us over the next mm. week or so figuring out how we're going to do this but basically anything i got from the convention is going straight out to you guys so uh watch watch this space i guess um yeah everything i got will 
will be finding new homes. She's oh, all right, if you're sure. <laughs> <laughs> you heard the lady. Um, so there's no arguing with me. There's no changing my mind. <laughs> um, yeah, because all weekend we've just been hearing, I got some more stuff to give away, and I'm like, really? Why don't you get some stuff? to have like uh, like i mean I, you know if, if you don't want all of it then whatever but you know i hope that you got something cool from you know you've got something to you know stick on your wall and be like yeah i was there or if, you know a picture or a or an autograph or a you know random gum wrapper that you found on the ground that was just <laughs> like yeah i was there kind of thing you know I, yeah i'm not i don't tend to have a lot of stuff on my walls either I mean, I think the only autograph that I've ever had and I've I've still got mm. is one from Glenn Keane. So mm. if anyone's familiar with um, Disney animation, he's the guy who was the lead animator on The Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. He's also worked on other stuff like uh, The Little Mermaid and he also worked a bit on uh, Tangled. Mm. But he's he was basically who made me get into animation. So that was that's actually an autograph that was done on a scrap of paper and there's a little scribble drawing of the beast as well. And that is probably it's sitting in a little frame on my desk and that is the only autograph that I've ever kept. Mm-hmm. Um, most other ones, if I ever end up getting them, I tend to give them new homes just because I know that people probably would appreciate and connect with it uh, a lot more than I do like there are specific people in my life that I would want to keep signatures from yeah and I know that for other people these actors are probably some of some of that for them so I would rather have someone else have them and know that you know that's something that they're going to appreciate a lot yeah so (laughs) well thank you for for doing that with us you know that's that's very generous and and unnecessary, but I'm sure that some people will be very very thrilled. And yeah, we we've done a few giveaways through the podcast before, so we'll work out whether you know, I mean, Hyperball. We we have the option to do like a raffle copter where basically anyone who wants to from either you know any social media can enter, and then it's randomised. Um, or we can you know potentially do you know some some sort of some sort of giveaway plan. You know sob story or whatever i don't know we'll have to decide what we think would be the best but karen are you just basking again yes (laughs) i'm just thinking now you guys know why we love danya so much because she's just amazing and i i can't even tell you how excited i was when she was like i asked her if she wanted to be a part of the group like officially because she'd been she guys she was willing to do all of this like uh, we had barely even spoken, as and like Courtney a, was really as just like a, a lot like of, a listener, or you know, not a listener. You, yeah. She was friends with our friends, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going. Right. I can, I can help." You know, and um, you're like, "You don't have to do this. This is not yeah, your responsibility." Courtney, like, <laughs> like Courtney was telling me all these things. She's like, "Oh yeah, she's gonna get postcards and hand them out." And like, as things got like more and more like she's stickers and and all this stuff I was like all right listen you know we 
you need to be here with us because you do so much anyway. <laughs> and, and she's good at Tumblr, too. And we always need Tumblr people. So uh, I asked her and she was like, oh, my God, yes. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. So it was just as exciting for me as it was for her, I think. Mm. I think that was after I'd only gotten like two hours of sleep as well. Yeah. So I woke up to that text message and I like freaked out. Actually, funny story. I freaked out so bad that I flailed my phone out of my hand and it flew across the room. That's just, that's just silly. Like, you, you shouldn't have even accepted that. You should have been like, I'm going to do this, but I want money and I want credit and I want, you know, I, I want you to carry me everywhere on a platform. Like, you know, like you should have, you know. You I want a flower crown. Yeah. I want a flower crown. I can get you a flower crown. I, I can provide that. I can, that can be a thing. Um, but, but yeah, we just, um, you know, it, it would have felt like taking advantage of you to just be, oh, you just, just go and do all of this stuff for us. Little minion, off you go with your, your postcards and your, you know, r- report back. Thank you very much. Like, no, like that wasn't going to to happen. I mean, if you know, if anyone is ever anywhere and they want to talk about the podcast to people, please go ahead and feel free. But the way that you know Donya was acting, like without any expectation, you know, just out of generosity, was very, um, very unheard of and and so nice. I'm blushing now, Aww. and there are people who went to the convention who will attest <laughs> to the fact that I blush very, very easily and I get very flustered <laughs> when I get compliments. And yeah, so I've like on bright red, right? <laughs> oh, well, sorry. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, yeah, if there's any yeah, anything else about Wolfsbane or if we should sort of sign off until uh, our next bite-sized, but we don't really know what it's going to be about yet, do we? No, we've got tons of ideas, but if you guys have any other ideas, please let us know through the Tumblr, the Twitter, email. We always check them, read everything. So we definitely have some things lined up. Not sure exactly what's going to be next, but we do yeah. have some cool ideas. Yeah, we definitely have plans, just not, like, set, like, what will happen in each week. So, we, you know, we did this one, obviously, because it's very relevant uh, to the the time period. But, yeah, we shall have to to wait and see, I guess, what kind of things, you know. Please don't be like, I want you to do, like, a character analysis of Derek and tell us, like, the day before. Because, like, stuff like that takes, like, effort. And, like, we have to think <laughs> about it and, like, write a document <laughs> in advance. So, like... Give us some ideas either that can be done on the fly or give them to us far enough in advance that we can go and research them. <laughs> so, yeah. If all else fails, we'll start recapping being human. Um, <laughs> no, we probably won't because that would just be descend into, like, horror and and trauma and violent death. So, yeah. I made Karen start watching Being Human and it was a a sad time for everyone but anyway i guess until we see you again let us know if you guys were at wolf spain as well like if you guys were there and what you in most enjoyed about it you know or if you weren't there what you most are sad to have missed and you know the the best things to come out of it and whether you'll be planning to go next year or whether you've got any plans for a teen wolf con anywhere else like in america or or anything like that because these are run by, like, small convention companies. So, uh, you know, another one could happen somewhere else. We'll have to to wait and see, I guess. 
Maybe we should try and run our own. That'll probably go well, right? <laughs> That'll definitely. Um, yeah. Um, I was just thinking, could I do it? I was like, could I? Could, I'm, I'm, I've got good logistic skills. I could probably sit down and make it happen if I really wanted to. But I don't know about things about, like, getting insurance. So, like, whatever. We're not going to run a Teen Wolf Con. One day. <laughs> Maybe in the in the great unknown, you know, we'll run a Hyperbole Con and, like, get every awesome person from all of our fandoms to, to come and that'll never happen. But, oh, well. Um, in the meantime, I'm just descending into slight madness now. I think I've still got Lydia as a robot on the brain. So, <laughs> um, yeah, send us your pictures from Wolfsbane if you have them and you haven't put them online yet or tell us what happened and, and go love Donya. And I'm sure that we'll have pictures online soon of all of the giveaways that she's got to various people and, and we will end up, you know, sending those out to people. And it'll be great. But in the meantime, I guess we can can say bye now. Yeah. And I promise that I'm not, like, oppressing Karen in the corner. She's just, <laughs> yeah, she's just got too many feelings to talk today. Yes. Aww. Sorry, guys. I just wanted to <laughs> let Danya have lots of time to speak because it's all so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <Aww. laughs> now everyone's just cooing, sadly. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, yeah it's, it's definitely time for me to say goodbye and go to bed oh it's so late <laughs> yeah it's, it's very late for Donya. it's it's we started at what was like midnight or quarter past midnight for her so sorry i i and I, to, I totally forgot that so that was very rude of me sorry about that no it's we, fine we'll um we'll everyone will see you soon i guess so yeah bye, bye to to all so everyone just say bye and then and then we'll we'll say bye and bye yeah. bye <laughs> Bye, guys. I always wave. Bye. I'm waving. I was waving as well. <laughs> um, oh, well, I guess I'll wave now. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Karen. Bye. Oh, did you guys check your emails? Your hyperbole. I, I did get your file. I did get your file yes. of um of the audios and I but sorry, I've just I've just been stunned to silence because I've just seen on Tumblr. I'm sure you guys at your local cinemas have seen the One Direction movie standee things where you can take a photo with the One Direction yeah. people. I've just seen a photo of Ian McKellen posing as the sixth member oh of One Direction. God. I literally can't live. <laughs> I can't, oh, wow. I can't move past this moment. That's what makes you beautiful.